Yes, Fawn, we're well underway in the Children of the Corn live tour. Just two shows to go. We're heading over to Margaret River, but uh, that'll be a wrap by the time you hear these two shows remaining up there at Miami Market on the Gold Coast. The Challenger Series, All-Stars, the Aussie Battlers doing us proud in the grind core furnace. Uh, there'll be some other big names announced for that show and then we're heading on down to the stain come one come all come stain down there at manly uh with joel parkinson the 2012 world champ and some other big name guests to be announced on the bill nostril damas himself will be on the bill down there big thanks of course to our major sponsor for the children of the corn tour and they've been with us since day dot billabong mate billabong go the bong up the bong Absolute legends. Get that graphene onto your rig this winter. Nothing lighter, nothing warmer, nothing more flexible. It is the choice of all Swellians. Billabong, get behind them. Children of the Corn Tour, tickets available. Theswellians.com. Competition surfing. Rashes. Yes, Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys, welcome to Blitzed. Uh, this is our Bells Beach classic rap, and what a classic it was, Vaughn. The death of Australian mm. surfing has been greatly exaggerated. Uh, it was a bit of a dud forecast to begin with, but it ended up producing a couple of really classic days and some of the best surfing ever seen in the bowl, you'd have to say. Uh, and like Jesus himself, the rotting corpse of Australian competitive surfing punched its arm up through the turf, brushed the spiders and maggots off it, and rang that fucking bell. It was an Easter miracle, Vaughan. And uh, the big takeaways from it, let's start with number one, the Swillian Queen herself, Tyler Wright. She's back! Hi. <laughs> How back is she, Smithy? You know, remember at the start of the year, mate, I was saying, what sort of Tyler Wright are we going to get? Because it's been a few years since we've really seen who she is, what she's about. Uh, we know that she's uh, got a lot of, of big issues at the front and centre of her brain, but how that translated into a career, what that meant for her uh, in terms of performance, in terms of results... Well, it was all on show, and and I think, as I said earlier uh, in the year, Smithy, a dancing, smiling Tyler is a deadly Tyler. I love that she's loving her life again, mate. It seems really obvious. There's a lot of happiness there. There's a lot of joy in her surfing, a lot of joy surrounding her with the family, uh, Owen and Mikey, both on on hand to see that win, but the, the nephews and nieces there as well, and I don't know, mate, uh, and obviously really happy in love too. Um, you know, great to see that uh, Tyler had just support from, from all corners. Uh, and mostly, mate, the fans. The fans were there backing her. They know what she's been through. They know what she stands for. And they are ready to see her get back on top of the pile. And that's where she belongs to be. And that's where she is, Smithy. She we she ripped in, didn't she, mate? Oh, didn't she? She said following the win that uh, she only started to feel herself you know, feel herself, like, just back to the Tyler of old, uh, just in the last couple of months. Uh, and that was following two years out of the game. Two years. Like, that is an age. It's an epoch in professional sport. And there's <laughs> never a guarantee 
um, that you're going to get back to your best, even after three months or a six-month layoff. Two years is, is just fucking, uh, it's so long. And uh, yeah, like you said, she looks like she's in a really good place. She's in a stable relationship, uh, engaged to a fiancé. She's out and proud as a gay woman. Uh, that, that's got to be a massive weight off her shoulders, you know, just to be able to be herself and not have to worry about anything. Um, yeah, as you said, had all the family there, so much support, so much love, so much uh, confidence, and geez, I mean, just an unbelievable final day performance at Rincon. She absolutely punished Carissa Moore in the final, flogged her, uh, opened her account of a nine-five, which I think was actually well under what she deserved for that for that ride. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she could have surfed that wave any better. You know, first wave of the final had to keep the scale low, um, but you know that wave was better than any wave I saw in the men's semi between Jack Robinson mm. and Callum Robinson, uh, Robson, which ended you know just a moment earlier. Uh, opened up the tail slide, Cuddy, Rio, cracked the fins out on the next Rio, straight in, like straight into a layback jam, not even a pump. Fucking skits. Uh, and yeah. then she might, have, she might have even slated Carissa on the way back out uh, with a bit of frenemy, bit of frenemy priority theft. Yeah. What did you make of that yeah. opening ride? Oh, I totally agree. I just thought it was a, you know, it's been a, a kind of a simmering start to the year for Tyler. You know, not the results he wanted. It made the final at the Pipe event, of course. But um, yeah, mate, just look, I think it's been there. It's been toiling and it all came out in that first wave, didn't it? Like that was really the showcase of, of where Tyler was at. Um, it had been a good campaign, but but that was just pure confidence and pure love, man. Like, when you're loving your surfing, you know how you can sort of hit the lip late and you can throw little variations into it. I mean, you know, this is this is for the every 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 day one of us, you know, who we don't really feel that uh, that freedom, you know, all too often, Smithy. I know that when I'm paddling out, you know, fuck, feeling like my feet are even in the wax and feeling solid on my board is just a rare event these days. But you could just see the way that Tyler was just in perfect sync to the point where she could actually flare it out a little bit. Uh, that's what I really loved about the first wave. And, and to me, it was just a, a complete reflection of someone who is just hitting their straps at the perfect time of year. You know, like there's no stress for the cutout or the cutoff, I should say. It's all just sitting there. And, and that big that big carrot at the end of the year, mate, that, that third world title to uh, enter that conversation alongside the, you know, the Andy Irons, the Tom Currens, uh, the Mick Fannings. The, the, these are, uh, uh, this is the realm she'll inhabit, Smithy. Uh, and of mm. course, there's a little bit of ground to make up with Carissa and Steph there, but uh, and Lisa Anderson and, and Lane. You know, there's a lot of women who have won multiple world titles, but geez, you you enter some good turf there, and I, and I think that she's ready for phase two of her uh, career. You know, it's not unusual for these champions who are, are, are really early pace setters in their careers to have a big break and then come back and be even stronger. Look out, mate. Hey. That's all I got to say. Look out. Oh, I think there was up. a moment. There was a moment in that final that really sounded a massive alarm for Tyler's rivals, and it came at the 10-minute mark um, with a display of paddle power, resilience, and, and and just pure surfing on the back of what had to be immense fatigue. I'll, I'll paint the scene. Um, Tyler and Chris have both found themselves in the shore break at Rincon with a long, long paddle 
uh, back to the top of the lineup for priority. Q, an iconic paddle battle. Uh, you know, it was like mm. watching an 800-meter track event. Tyler had a bit of a head start. Uh, she gave Carissa a bit of a sniff, maybe even intentionally, um, you know, let her kind of catch up a bit to chew a bit of extra juice, but then ultimately held her off in the sprint for priority, then spun and went straight away, full of fatigue, you'd have to imagine, full of lactic acid, went, went on the very first wave that came through, which was like a split second after they reached the top of the lineup and dropped a fucking eight. Yahtzee! Game, set, bingo. It was all over at that point. Uh, you know, Carissa hadn't managed over a seven. Uh, she hadn't got into the into the eight-point range all event long. So at that point, she was deep in combo land. Q Tyler ringing the bell. And uh, I just thought uh, after watching her drop that eight on, on the back of that immense paddle, you know, it's a long paddle. Um, I just thought, fuck, have a go at the engine on her. You know, she is a fit as a fiddle right now. To be able to do mm. that at the tail end of a final, sprint paddle the entire length of the Rincon lineup and spin and go straight away and get an eight. Um, you know, that is, uh, yeah, that, that just says to me, like, she's putting in the hard yards behind the scenes. She's loading up on grit and she's just fucking spraying it all over her competitors, Vaughn. <laughs> Oh, it's a glorious image that you paint there, Smithy. But yeah, I think it's uh, just a wonderful thing. See Tyler back at the top, and back at the top with a good head on, uh, feeling happy, feeling good about a surfing, and and also, mate, like that was a big result for Australia too. We've we've been sort of you know not really getting there in the women's surfing, and I've seen some pretty amazing performances over the past. You know, what, four events now since uh, the start. I, I, Isabella Nichols has been blowing my head off. I can't believe how good she surfs. Um, you know, Steph and Sal both making inroads to try and get above that cut line at Margaret's. But seeing Tyler just, you know, basically throw down the gauntlet, that was good signs for Australia too, mate. I, I think we need that. And I think uh, all the Aussie women will, will step up on the back of that. That's right, Vaughn. We're well and truly back in the world title convo at least on the women's side of the draw. We're back in the game, baby. Uh, Come on, Smithy. <laughs> Moments later, Callum Robson, the Evans head slash Woodburn battler, took to the water to try and make it a brace for the Aussies following a disastrous start to the season. Uh, he came up just short against Philippe Toledo, but what a performance it was from the gritty working class hero. What an inspiration he is. Uh, you know, he's, he's a man of few words who lets his surfing do the talking. He's the youngest guy on tour. He's wearing the number six on his back in honour of the position he used to play for the Evans Head Rugby League team. Uh, he's <laughs> so in our wheelhouse, it's not funny, Vaughn. A spirit, a swelling spirit animal par excellence. I loved every pump, check turn, and gaff in his performance. <laughs> uh, fell on an end section, hit in the final against Philippe, which might have changed the outcome. Just, you know, f- fatigue, I don't know, howling offshore. Uh, yeah, w- a bit of a weird rib running through it. N- not easy conditions uh, to surf. You know, the money for Toledo, I, I think it came with uh, an oop in the final, uh, which was, you know, let's let's be real. It was a full rotation chop hop into the wind, into an air rev. Still fucking mental. To be able to, be able to rotate both directions in the space of two different maneuvers has always blown my mind. I think it's uh, there's just something about it that I find so captivating to pull mm. two aerial rotations in different directions in, the sp- in that short amount of time. But, uh, yeah, you know, just almost impossible to beat when he's on the little brow. So, mad man. Um, as a side note, 
Callum is touring the world unsponsored as a rookie, relying on chook raffles and whatnot from his local community to get to A from B. Uh, you know, a community who was absolutely decimated by the worst flooding in history a few weeks back. The Robson family home, which is actually uh, in Woodburn, I've been led to believe, and, and not Evans Head, mm. was decimated. Um, so I'm pretty sure his family lost almost everything. Callum donated 20% of his Pipe Masters uh, check to the relief effort. Uh, which is wild because, you know, he can't be banking much money at this point, um, traveling the world with all the expenses that come with it, and then and then to be forking out money uh, back to his community in, in the time of need. You know, this guy's an old-school Australian classic. So uh, say your roms, raise your glass, thumbscrew a romper, do some hoff for the Cal Robson, and get behind this kid because <laughs> he's a fucking icon. And if that doesn't put a rocket up the corn of Australian surfing, I don't know what will, Vaughn. Hey. Oh, mate, well, I've got to say, Smithy, I totally agree. Cal Robson, God bless you, mate. God bless you, you beautiful little spirit mongrel. Because he's, uh, he's flown the flag. He's got Australia back where we need to be in that top 10 combo. And uh, But oh, secondly, mate, remember last year, I, I don't know if you recall, but I was saying, you know, we will not see another rookie performance like Moore because that's a once-in-a-lifetime sort of freakish occurrence. But look at some of the results these upstarts have, have locked in this year, mate. we got... Baron Mamiya winning, uh, you know, uh, Sunset. We've got Callum Robson now uh, up into, into sixth place, I believe, on, on the CT before Margie's. Like, mate, it is on. These guys are just fearless. And, and reputation means nothing to them. Uh, the, the big dog's paddling out. And, and I think it's worth noting, you know, the way that Italo uh, was carrying on down at Bells after he lost his heat. Like, there, there's a fine line swimming between passion and entitlement. And I just think that that Italo is a bit guilty at the moment, regardless of uh, the fact that, you know, it could have gone either way, that heat. But carrying on like that, it just opens the door for guys like Callum to just look at him and go, are you joking, mate? Are you actually joking? I, mate, spit the dummy all you want. I'll be cleaning up your scraps and changing your nappy and, uh, you know, going mad on, on every little bit of, of negativity you're feeling because every single heat he serves is a gift. And uh, he's definitely... You know, you, you get what you give, Smith, and that, that guy is obviously given every single second of this journey. You know, he's, he's all, he's everything. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily comparing Idolo's uh, passion or dedication uh, as anything different to Callum's. But, you know, losing heats and, and uh, just unleashing like that, it, it's not a great sign, I don't think, for Idolo's year. Uh, I do enjoy the passion as a spectator, of course, and... It makes me laugh, but jeez, uh, I love the grit. The grit is where it's at, and um, big old big cow, mate. Jeez, he's, he's giving us something to feel proud about, isn't it? Isn't he, Smithy? He's flying that flag, oh, isn't he? And it was great to see Callum and Jacko Baker, you know, engaging in paddle battles in uh, you know fierce priority duels with some of the big dogs on tour. Uh, you know, fearless, just ripping in. They got nothing to lose. Uh, they got nothing to go back home to. The fucking, his town's underwater. Jacko's fucking, he doesn't want to go back to be, being a DHL delivery man. So they're up there on the world <laughs> stage, fully ripping in. And uh, that's a credit to him, man. I, I, I fucking just love to see, uh, you know, the mongrels, the, the working class, little fucking battler dogs backed into a corner and come out all vicious like that. It was uh, great to see. Plenty of grit, plenty of aggression. 
incredible performance. Let's not forget India Robinson in that convo. The uh, Jan Juck rookie, solid performance down there at Bells, going down to Steph, I think it was in the round of 16, but she's eighth in the world in her rookie season. Uh, plenty to like about her surfing. Front side meat hacks for days. Uh, she's heading to Margaret River now. Eighth in the world, and uh, you know, fuck another big open ocean, right? Really suits her surfing. You'd be expecting her to go fairly deep into into the draw, and you know, she's setting herself up for a tilt at this top five cutoff, Vaughn. Big time, big time. Uh, what you know, it was so cool to have uh, India on the show, uh, the Torquay Live show. She she was a late start, maybe, but how like Molly, just the the professionalism, the confidence, the the the. Li- the belief, Smith. That's what I was tripping on, and uh, just so good again to see these rookies just unfazed by the the quality of uh, you know the women they're up against and, and the the reputations and and the fucking achievements that they've had. I mean, nothing is coming easy for Carissa, Steph, Sally, or Courtney or Lakey. Uh, like nothing is coming easy. Everyone wants what they've got, and uh, no one's laying down. And the rookie class in particular is just giving me plenty to uh, cheer about because. Yeah, India was just a joy to uh, to meet, to have on the show, and and uh, those performances. I agree. I think she's going to just get stronger and stronger as the as the year goes on. I just I just cannot wait to see what happens through this Pacific leg. You know, um, not Pacific leg, sorry, but um, you know the the big cones. I want to see Geland. Mm. I want to see Chopes. I want to see Jabo. I want to see you know what happens with the next chapter. But I mean, wow, we have got some. Uh, We've got one hell of an event to get through before we get to that. I will say this, though, Smithy. Mm. I thought the one takeaway from Bells after, you know, a couple of years of not being there, the the days that we were down there, mate, the the surfing level in every single heat back-to-back on the good days, you know, like big sort of, what, six to eight-foot Bells Bowl, maybe a little smaller, actually, four to six-foot, but it's not the easiest wave to surf mate and the performances in every single heat were spellbinding like the the amount of just speed and reaction time from every single man and woman on that tour was unlike anything i've ever seen i've been down there for years and years and years and there was always dud heats and there was almost zero on those pumping days mate it was just captivating pretty pissed week if you ask me now the ultimate winner in the men's vaughn Philippe Toledo, the Brazilian Ethan, you and I'm calling him. I, I cannot get enough of his rail game. Just the technique, the way he holds his shape and flow while whipping his sharp eye around like Zorro and then uh, capping it off with, you know, arguably the most skits punt game on tour right now. He's an insane, insane talent. And it feels like an inevitability that he will one day raise the world champion trophy. He's number one in the world with a massive lead over the next best, which is Kanoa Igarashi, a 6,000-point lead uh, at this early stage of the season. And that's big. You know, you get 10K for a win to put that into perspective. Uh, talk to us about Toledo uh, world title hopes. Uh, I don't know if you've got any intel about where he's at mentally. That's been the one kind of place where he's he's struggled a bit to, to find, uh, you know, just a, a happy, stable place. Seems like he has, though. There's a, a lot in his, uh, you know, he's talking a lot about having faith uh, in God, uh, talking about a, a lot about, uh, you know, just connection to family, connection to friends. Um, you know, there seems to be a, a spiritual complex to him at the moment where 
He's performing uh, not just for himself, but for his family, for his country, uh, for God. I don't know. He seems to have found some place that's a little bit less wrapped up in his own suffering. And, uh, yeah, he seems to have dug himself out of that dark pit that he was in for a number of years there, which is, you know, fucking horrible, the poor bugger. Uh, I agree. I think uh, a lot of pressure, you know, building on Toledo, but a lot of it probably just put on himself, you know. I mean, the, the surfing world... As soon as we get to big cones, Smithy, we know that the entire world is watching. He, he, he didn't really step up at pipe again this year. He's got chopes uh, to a lesser degree G-Land. I don't think he'll he'll be too fussed out of G-Land, but they're really the only little kinks left in his armour. Like, I mean, every wave on tour, he is a threat to win. Uh, not just a threat, like a top three f- threat. Like, every time I go to do fantasy, fantasy surfer or anything like that, you know, he, he's got to be in your top three. Like, he just has to be. But... I guess the biggest problem uh, in the past, really, is just the juggernaut of of Gabby and Italo going one two one two, and just kind of almost just out muscling him. Like it's almost like they're in a different weight division, and he's a he's a midweight and they're heavyweights, you know. But this year, with the absence of Gabe, and I think Italo's just I can't put my finger on what's going on with him, mate. I mean, you've seen it. We talked about it earlier in the year. It's like the fun's gone. He's chiselled out of granite. He's just fierce. And and um, it, it, it's, I guess the missing ingredient is joy. And that's something I'm seeing a lot in, um, in, in Phil's approach to everything. And I think that comes down to exactly what you just said, man. It comes down to putting yourself out of the, the main cause for concern. You know, he's a dad. He's got like a couple of groms and... He's got every reason to sort of like look at life through a, a, a different and more sort of what ex, not experience, but maybe just a little bit more, a bit more of a wise perspective, mate. You know, like he, he's got a lot of stuff to think about and and balance, but besides just his uh, abdominal strength and you know how he's going in every single event, and I think that that's what's shining through at the moment. He just looks like he's having a blast, eh? Like. I don't know. Same, same as Tyler. Same sort of headspace. I don't have any um, inside intel, but let's try and get some from uh, from Margie's because he's the f- defending champion there, and it could be like a year like Gabby had last year, where you know the world title could actually be all said and done and out of reach before we even get to the WSL finals. But that'll add for uh, a pretty tricky, pretty uh, tricky conversation when it gets to that day. Although I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to besmirch his world title if he gets it without, you know, a wave of consequence uh, other than us, Smithy. <laughs> no, it's a great point. I mean, the parallel between him and Tyler's journey uh, really sticks out to me. You know, they both went off, uh, you know, off a cliff and into an abyss of mental turmoil and uh, illness and, you know, both kind of spent a, a long period like Tyler in the full-blown wilderness and Toledo, you know, just not living up to his potential. Uh, but, you know, as we've said often on this program, what lies on the other side of adversity, if you lean into it, if you confront it head on, if you sit with the pain and understand where it's coming from and what you need to do to get yourself out of it, what lies on the other side of that is un- an unimaginable bounty of, of joy and good times and love and success. Um, and to me, it seems like he, he's gone through the darkness and he's come back into the light. And I, I think this is... Uh, a passage almost everyone in life has to go through. Uh, and I believe what I'm witnessing now with Italo and Medina is they're just 
entering the darkness. They're, Medina is, is definitely in the doldrums at the moment. Um, you know, obviously taking the year off due to mental health issues, um, the relationship breakdowns of his parents, his uh, you know, his wife, uh, mm. and, and Italo. Italo, we, I was there for his birthday. I sat next to him at his birthday there in Margaret River last year uh, and, and had that chat with him. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. You know, he's turning 27, and I mentioned to him, oh, you know, 27 is... Is a radical yep. age. It, it, it is the 27 club. It is the Saturn returns. It is, uh, you know, the end of your mitochondria just being charged for growth. Uh, it's the end of your youth and, and the beginning of adulthood. And, um, you know, f- for me personally, uh, you know, that was, that was a, a time when all of my drive and all of my anger and, and all of my like, you know, I don't know, like it, it all just kind of apexed and became quite negative and uh, uh, aggressive. And it, it just was like a, 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 there was a few years there of, of you know, I'm, I'm just seeing a lot of it. In, in, in Italo, you know, completely different disciplines and journeys in life. But I think that that age bracket is difficult. Uh, and it really is a time when you have to sit still and, 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 and fucking pay attention to what's going on in, inside of your body and inside of your brain. And don't blame other people. Don't blame the judges. Don't blame your competitors. Um, you know, figure it out for yourself. It, 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 it's, it's inside of you. It, it's you. So uh, it'll be interesting to see... Yeah, whether he can rebuild and, and, and whether Toledo can go on with this. Uh, I mean, the only reason he's coughed up world titles in the past, as he's, as you said, Vaughn, has been due to his failure in waves of mortal coniquence. But I think he's <laughs> in a situation where he can probably cough up a result at Chopes and uh, still win a title, um, given his form so far. But Mate, uh, you, you couldn't deny him. You couldn't deny him. I mean, look, there's, there's been small wave world champions in the past, you know, and I, I don't want to name names, but let's just throw out a couple. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I won't name names. But, you know, like, don't forget, man, a lot of world championships were won in summer dribble. Like, the tour followed summer around for years, and it just so happened that the guys who were charging and, and leading that, that uh, you know, performance uh, razor edge at that time were guys who were also trying to grow the sport. So they felt a responsibility to go out and charge at, at third reef pipeline and stuff like that. But, you know, most of the tour was decided in, in subpar ways with maybe one or two days here or there that were even remotely sort of challenging. Um, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, if someone is the world champion in those can sort of scenarios, I think for purists of, of pro surfing, you, you you look at the list of winners and you, you want to see, you know, a name besides Andy Irons who can hold their own in that sort of surf, you know. There's a, a, a high watermark that's been set and it is fucking high, mate. It is crazy, crazy high. But Philippe is just so exciting. He's so good. He pushes what can be done on surfboards to the fucking limit. And uh, to me, he's a Formula One race car and he, he's right on the cutting edge and... I think he'd, he's a worthwhile world champion in anyone's books. Like, the, the, the way that he hammers sections, you know, and, and I think back to Margaret's last year, like, it's really just him and John John in this comp at the moment. Uh, only spanner in the works as we work, sort of look towards this event is if it's a box comp and if the finals end up out the box because then Jack Robbo comes square into it and, and that's an exciting prospect too. Yep. Let's get into some of the big heats from Bells. The Ch- Toledo versus John uh, quarterfinal was fucked up. It was as good a surfing as we've seen in the bowl ever. Um, and getting the better of John at Bells just speaks volumes 
uh, of where Toledo's at at the moment. You know, John John came into that heat on the back of the two biggest heat totals in the event and looks completely unbeatable. Uh, but then Phil opens his account with a 963, and that wave, that's got to be one of the best. I mean, it was one of the best waves. Uh, that came through the bowl the entire event and he just glued three of the craziest turns you've ever seen done in the bowl in succession the drive and control and the way he tweaks his body to keep the torque and speed and power um, of the turn on, on a couple of those arcs was just fucking it's only Toledo can do that it's and, incredible. Uh, it was just it was just mind melting and then the final drop wallet decimation poking the nose blowing the fins as dynamic a combo as you'll ever see fuck it just blew me away it blew everyone away Fenning and Richie Lovett on the broadcast were just absolutely gobsmacked and jaw dropped uh, only for John John on the very next wave to just tee off going upside down of a layback hit and uh, just unfortunately wasn't the quality of wave that Toledo got uh, still enough for an 8.43 but couldn't better Toledo's top score nor his backup so it was a comprehensive victory for the Brazilian at a wave that you know tends to favor John with the long period energy and the likeness to a sunset or a Halieva just that you know kind of Hawaiian style wave in a lot of ways yeah mate I mean there is no greater fucking viewing experience in our sport when we're talking about the sports side of surfing than two heavyweights on fire in perfect Groom conditions and both having opportunities to show showcase what they got, lifting each other's game to another planet. Yeah, I mean, far out, mate. That heat was just everything I love about pro surfing. And John, John, wow, mate. I mean, <laughs> you know, two-time world champ. It, it's just everything is asking questions of him at the moment, and I reckon he's ready. Like, he must be getting frustrated, hey? Like, if, if there's one guy who's getting good frustrated, like, not like Italo, frustrated, frustrated, but feeding on it and just ready to explode, it's got to be John John, right? Like, losing these close ones, you, you can only cop it for so long before something remarkable happens. That's right. Uh, next big heat we had... Jack Robinson versus Italo Ferreira. We touched on it before in the quarterfinals. Uh, just a just a wild spectacle. This uh, last heat of the day, come down to last wave of the day, and the Vortex Shaman gets it done, racking up a seven. Uh, the judges made him wait an age, Vaughn. You know, it was like f- it felt like it was like five minutes where he was just standing uh, on the on the boardwalk there, and you just had to wonder what they were doing in there. I don't know if they were lighting incense at the feet of Buddha and praying to the tiki gods and <laughs> rubbing their crystals together in the hope of conjuring a score in perfect alignment with the surfing zeitgeist. But geez, it was a big wait and a big big call to give Robbo the nod, uh, and you just knew whichever way it went, there was going to be sour grapes and sour. Grapes, there was uh, Italo absolutely shivitzing. Uh, I mean, 15 Red Bulls a day has never been a recipe for emotional stability, has it, Vaughn? And uh, he absolutely <laughs> fucking blew his top. Uh, yeah, wild. Uh, just smashing boards in the locker room, you know, running into the uh, the judges and <laughs> that amazing. There was a, about a, a media scrum following him in there, and uh, you know they had this kind of strange drone view looking back into the uh, the judges booth from out to sea. It was all very like uh, Orwellian, Big Brother esque, but uh, classic. I mean, did they get it right, Vaughn? Uh, what did you make of this of the score and the Italo dummy spit? Jeez, he's good for one, isn't he? Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, it, the grapes were so sour, they just bypassed the vineyard, went straight to the port. He was just so bitter, mate. It was tart <laughs> as we need to lose mouth. And he was, he was like, you know, I think he was rightfully, you know, fucking eggy. I, I don't know if he had time to watch the last couple of waves, but he probably had a right to feel a little bit hard done by. But, yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I spent a bit of time with Rob Awea at Bells and... He is just zend in, man. Like, he's zend in in the best possible way, Smith. He's zend in like the kind of zen that you and I love, where it brings out the best in your performance. It brings out the best in your uh, competitive nature, you know. Like, he is zinging. And Ben Rose, uh, we've spoken about it before, Matt Ben Rose, he's sort of coach slash minder slash uh, confidant mentor. He's just sort of dialed it in so beautifully to, to lift when he needs to lift, to chill when he needs to chill. And he's a creature of energy. Robbo, mate, like he is so in tapped and in tune with the ocean that he really does need a hand, I think, to to lift and let go when it when it when it, the time calls for it. And I think that was just a full blown, almost like a cosmic reward for the way that he goes about his his surfing and the way that he's gone about this year. And I said it before, Smithy, but Ethan Ewing and Jack Robbo, uh, Callum Robson, obviously, but and Connor O'Leary, mate, these guys are easily the most improved surfers on tour. Like, I don't know a whole lot about I don't know a whole lot about Sammy Pupo and what his level was at, but these last couple of years, mate, these guys have found something, something extra, and I think it is something that has been missing from Australian surfing in the past few years, and uh, it's probably, it's probably the obvious grit. But it's coming from a really good place, mate. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's something lifting in the way these guys are attacking the lip, attacking surfing, the desire in their actual drive, you know, their physical drive on a wave face. And I'd like to uh, extend that to Isabella Nichols too, mate. Like, far out. She was on another planet at Bell. She is such a dynamic surfer. I think she could really trouble these ratings as well as we head into the back half of the season. Absolutely. Another big heat, Vaughan, Jacko Baker, the Carnival Strongman versus Geordie White Chocolate Smith. And, uh, geez, it was the biggest win of the Carnival Strongman's career, beating the former <laughs> Bells winner, Geordie. Uh, what a win it was. I mean, a bit of controversy, too, with the rookie getting up in the grill of the South African veteran in a paddle battle duel. They had Geordie crying foul, but uh, great to see a bit of mongrel from the Aussie upstart. I was loving it. More of it, I say, Vaughan. Oh, mate, yeah, no, like I said, Smithy, reputation, nothing. Hey. You mean nothing to hey. me. You're nothing, okay? Hey. 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 Yeah, I just, uh, I don't think anything made me feel happier than seeing the Carnival Strongman lift those mighty dumbbells above his head and just drop them square on the neck of Geordie Smith. But uh, Sitting what, a, what, a, what an event for the Aussies, mate. Jeez, you mentioned at the top of the show, Smithy, but what about the bloody turn-up, eh? We had to turn up. We got home. No more flim flam and no more messing about. Just get the job done and get it done with, you know, your high vis on, fucking rolly hanging out one side of your mouth, a can of V in the other, and you're just <laughs> packing it. <laughs> Old school, mate. That's right. That's right. And uh, when I look at, uh, I'm just looking at the rankings now, and I'm looking at Jacko Baker's mugshot sitting there at 20th in the world. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you know, mate. looking. And it just looks every bit like Mike Nolan's bastard stepchild. <laughs> and, uh, mate, I'll tell you, he is fizzing 
for a result at Margs. He's dug deep, the Novocastrian, the working class battler. Uh, and Conor O'Leary there, 16th in the world. Uh, some solid results at Bells. You know, they've been consistent. They've been there and thereabouts, the Aussies. Uh, you know, round of 16, uh, quarters. Uh, you know, they, they've been going deep enough to keep their spot on tour. And let's just hope they can hold on as the cut approaches, Vaughan. Uh, a yeah. couple of other big heats just to get through quickly are uh, the, the Tyler Wright versus Bronny McCauley heat. I mean, just dropping a 9 and an 817 uh, for a 17.17, the highest heat total of the event that I'm aware of. And uh, then drop the second highest heat total of the event against Carissa in the final. Uh, just a consummate performance Demo. from the Culborough. Hashtag Queen. <laughs> And uh, Steph Gilmore versus India Robinson in the round of 16. A big and much-needed win for the Gwote, the greatest woman of all time over India. Uh, But she was pushed to the limit by the rookie upstart. Jeez, it was a quality heat. Uh, But, yeah, the the King's Cliff hashtag queen just getting it done. The mid-year cut, Vaughn, um, is approaching just three Aussies. have made the cut so far uh, in terms of being in the running to contest the top five showdown at the end of the year um, and guaranteed a spot on tour in 2023. They are Ethan Ewing, Ethan Hewing, Callum Robson, and and Jack Robinson. Um, That's our three hopes for a world title this year. Uh, Do you see any of them going all the way and taking it out at Trestles? I see Jack Robbo having a monster back half of the year. I, I think he's, like I said, his headspace is, is good. He's backing himself. He's getting deep into draws now. He, he's, he's getting those, like, you know, 50-50s going his way. Everything is really setting up nicely, and we haven't even really hit. You know, he's got a, a hometown event on now. He's going to be unbelievable at J-Bay, mate. You watch him just find tubes through... You know, all those different sections all over that point break and then chopes like far out. You just the mouth waters at what a, a Robbo, John John Heat or a final somewhere over there. Oh, oh, oh Smithy, I, I don't know if I can cope. So, yeah, the back half of the year, I, I think Robbo will go close to, if not making the, the five, geez, he'll be close. He'll be fighting it out for a spot there for sure. Um, Cal, I'm just hoping that he goes all the way. As far as the cut guys go though, mate, Geez, there was some good movement and good signs from from those guys down the tail end. I think that the the big shame is just Arkal getting that broken hand before the start of the year. Not looking like we're going to see him over in uh, G-Land, which is just breaking my heart. And Owen can do it. Owen can actually get up into the uh, the cutoff mark here at uh, Margaret River. Looking forward to that. But even, even just the attitude, mate, like Morgs... You know, he's got to get monster results now. I mean, he's got one comp to do it. But even if he doesn't, I was just so stoked on the way he tacked the surf. It was it was the morgues of old down there. And, you know, we're all cheering on the little mongrel. We're all cheering on, you know, uh, Swellian's very own mascot. But I was really stoked to see him get back to what he does best. And that's just crack it, Smivy. Crack it. Uh, get back on protection, you mark. Jeez, Vaughn, Sally if you had some Steph, money on... Likewise. Sally and Steph, likewise, mm. uh, put put it in down at Bells, showed up, and um, you know, a bit of work to do in Margaret's as well. But I don't know, mate. I'm feeling good about this cutoff. I think that we might get a few scrapers. Uh, you know, like I said, put on the high vis, get your roll out, get your little paint scraper out, and just fucking get to town, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Peel the paint off those suckers. 
That's right. I mean, if you had money on what the top five would look like in the men's, at least uh, at this point in the year, mate, you'd be a very fucking wealthy man. Incredible. De Goat, Kelly Slater, well in the fight. Still fourth in the world despite an early exit at Bells. Baron Ramia, the little-known Hawaiian pipe specialist who, it turns out, has one of the best frontside rail games in the business and a pretty handy punt game to match. He's in there, equal fourth in the world with the GOAT. Uh, Kaio Abeli, uh, just looking a bit further down the rankings. Uh, Kaio Abeli, the Brazilian grit merchant, he's uh, squeaked in there. Uh, just into the uh, the top, uh, what is it, the top uh, 21, is it? Or the the, the top fucking, mm. uh, whatever, is that the top 21? Yeah, uh, well, he's, he's solidified his spot anyway, so he can contest uh, the top five potentially with a few more strong results. But yeah, the rest will be forced to contest the Challenger Series. But Smithy, I, I want to ask you something quickly before you go on. Yep. Ethan Ewing, mate, like the Hewing. I mean, I just said Jack Robbo to make the five. I think we might have two Aussies in there. I reckon the makeup of this top five is going to change a lot by the end of the year. And I think we're going to see two Aussies in there. That's that's my pick. How does that Yeah, I you? mean, yeah, uh, it's very foreseeable. The only way I can see Ethan Ewing not making the top five is if we just get waves in marginal conditions where he's like mind-melting rail game, uh, he's blunted a bit in grovelly conditions. Uh, you know, if there's wall and uh, energy and, you know, the ability to draw clean lines and link multiple flawless fucking manoeuvres. There is no way in the world he's not making the quarters at at the very least. His, uh, it, it, there is just no kink in his rail game. It is flawless. There's no bobbles. There's no catching rails and bogs. That thing is a well-oiled machine. And uh, I see it going straight to the top. As far as uh, his performances at somewhere like Chopes, I haven't seen a lot of him in waves of mortal coniquence. That could be a bit of an issue. Um, G-Land, you know, it, it's not... It's a rolling left, you know, a, a big hack to open up a fucking but before throttling a long tube. I think he can uh, do plenty of damage there. Although backside tube riding, it's not as far as I know a big strength of his. Uh, but yeah, I could very much see him in the top five along with Robbo. Uh, yeah, I mean, J Bay, Ethan Ewing, wow, cannot wait for that. Oh, mate. Oh, brother. Bring bring it. Like, there's so much to froth about, mate. The Blitz Fizz is going next level for me, Smithy. And just quickly, the women, uh, just three Aussies above the cut. Tyler Wright in second. India Robinson in eighth. The Torquay rookie, Meat Pack. Meat, she's been meat hacking and meat packing her way. No, let's not say meat packing. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, an unfortunate pun. <laughs> Indy Robinson in eighth, the talkie rookie, meat hacking away to a potential top five finish, uh, and Steph Gilmore sneaks in at equal ninth. <laughs> Vaughn, the swelling army, uh, we were down there, we were in full regalia, full voice, and uh, we played a role in the outcome of some crucial heats there uh, during the round two. The elimination heats there for the Australian men's and women's. You know, ha- hard to say how much of a role we played, but we got great feedback from the Aussies, from Conor O'Leary and Morgs in particular, who won crucial round two elimination heats to keep their tour dreams alive heading into the cut. Uh, I was also told by one of the HPC, the High Performance Centre coaches, that, uh, quote-unquote, we set the tone, Vaughan, for the Aussie resurgence at Bells. Uh, the noise, the energy, uh, the swillings running around the contest site, putting rockets up every fucking Aussie battler they uh, caught sight of. 
geez, it was uh, it was a great day. Uh, you know, I was pretty bummed we couldn't be there the rest of the contest to keep the fire burning for the Aussies, but cold, hard financial reality set in. Um, you know, <laughs> look, just to be completely honest. You know, it costs us around a grand a day to be down there in, you know, fucking car hire and food and a com and lost wages. Uh, you know, so th- that's why we weren't there for the rest of the event. If you were wondering where Povo Cunts and Bells is fairly expensive <laughs> at Easter. Mate. Uh, but we'll, we'll be there for Snap after the Challenger Series event with bells and whistles and trumpets and giant staffs with golden corns glued to the top of them born. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. And I just want to say congratulations, Smivy. That, that, that was a game changer for me. I've never enjoyed watching surfing so much. The, the crew who turned up, the Swillians who who uh, donned the capes, who, who banged the drums, who banged the pots, who did the uh, Wim Hof circle uh, breathing exercises and ice baths in the Torquay pub car park at six in the morning. No blankets, no <laughs> towels, just lying on rock-hard bitumen and fully in, fully out. And then just at full voice all day long, mate, I just want to say thank you so much for turning up. And if you're keen, Swellians, to be a part of the action, like Smithy said, Snapper Rocks is our next stop and we are going to be there for finals day. So get ready to send it. Swellian army. Swellian army. That's a wrap for well, Margaret River starts very soon. Uh, I'll catch up with you on the flip side. Competition surfing. Rashes. Oh, yeah. Baby, I can't get up. Blitz. 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 Blitz.